listening to the Sportages Podcast, where sport gets smarter. Hello everyone, welcome to the Sportages Podcast. Today is a very special episode and joining us as a guest today is Maheen Qureshi, who's a tennis professional from Pakistan and she's represented the country in many various uh, RTF events, and RTF stands for International Tennis Federation. So I guess we'll just pass the mic on to Maheen and it's a pleasure talking to you, Maheen. How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Everything's good. And it is, it's really, I'm really excited for this today. Likewise, very, very excited for this episode because I know we've been rescheduling for a while. So, oh, yes. so, so I'm very excited that it's finally happening. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so let's kick off the conversation. So I guess we'll just ask you like, how did Mahin Qureshi basically get into tennis? Where did it all start and how did it all happen? Was it a family sport or how did it all happen? Yes, over to you. Yeah, so basically um, my dad, he's in the Pakistan Air Force. Uh, so we, my dad used to get, you know, uh, posted to various uh, cities of Pakistan. So I was around eight years old when uh, we were in Multan, a city of Pakistan. And over there, uh, so basically, uh, my dad introduced me to this sport. And my family, like, is, uh, my dad's side is, like, a lot into sports. My, da- my dada, like, my dad's father, he used to play hockey. And my dad was, uh, like, on the verge of playing, playing press cricket for Pakistan. But then wow. being in the Air Force, he couldn't do it. So he wanted his children to play any professional sport. So basically, he introduced me and my older sister to tennis. And uh, he used to show us different sports. And uh, we basically, me and my sister, we used to like tennis more. And my, my dad also preferred it because it was an individual sport, you know. And he thought it's better, like, being in a city, like, in a country like Pakistan. So he said, like, it's better to play some individual sport. And tennis was, like, the best option. And we really liked it. So that's how it just it just came in us and we started like and from there we started and then my dad took me to uh, Barcelona Tennis Academy in Spain for the first time when I was around 8.5 years old like nine and we used to train there like every year for in summers we used to go there in summers at that time because we were studying so we were still very young and uh, just that's how we just started it and now it's like we're playing professionally wow that's quite a story and so coming to tennis as well like looking back to when you actually started do you think or do you feel sometimes do you feel that you could have picked a different different sport um actually no Uh, i think that uh i think i was made for tennis you know tennis is like um it's um i think that one this is one sport which is very graceful as well you know and it's uh you know, uh, this sport, I think um, it's very different to other sports. Um, this is what I feel. And personally, this is the sport which I think uh, I'm really glad I chose this. And I don't want to have any other options with any other sports. This is just tennis. I, I really love this sport. Right. And it's a great choice, too. So just with tennis, like there's obviously tennis in Pakistan is identified as an elite sport played by elite people at the elite class. So do you think that's true? Or is it now opening up to a lot of the middle class people as well? 
Uh, so basically in Pakistan, uh, as we know, you know, uh, sports is not so popular in people other than cricket. I mean, yeah. obviously this is a sports, uh, this is a cricket loving nation. And here being a tennis player or a swimmer or any other sport, it's very, you know, it's very different and it's very hard as well. You know, like you don't get that much sport here, you mm. know, being in, in any sport other than cricket. So, uh, like they're very less uh, even players here uh, usually people here like in tennis in pakistan they're usually from middle class backgrounds usually people here like uh, you know uh, in men's as well and elite class i don't think they i don't know if they prefer sports so much here but they i i think from basically in pakistan uh, players are usually from the middle class you know uh, backgrounds usually in pakistan it's like this and in tennis and in other sports other than cricket there are very less people interested in other sports other than cricket in pakistan so tennis is um i think uh hardly like if you if you count people in, in women especially uh hardly they're like 20 girls 30 girls playing not yeah. more than this wow yeah and just about the women's sport as well so you mentioned 20 or 30. So how, do you feel that in, in, in all the years behind you, has the landscape of tennis, especially for women, has it improved? Basically here, there's no infrastructure in Pakistan mm. for, for tennis. You can say there's nothing like that. And I don't think it's uh, improving because uh, since I'm playing, it's almost uh, nine years now, like eight years, eight and a half years I'm, I'm playing. And I don't see anybody, anybody upcoming, like after me, maybe, I don't know. I don't see any girl, you know, upcoming as a tennis player. And my dad seeing all this and all the infrastructure in Pakistan, um, he preferred me playing abroad rather than in Pakistan, because, you know, the infrastructure here, the coaching here, or even the sport here, you know, this is a very expensive sport and you need a lot of sponsorship and you know a back for this you know traveling and expenses it's not easy but uh, thankfully like my dad my dad does it for me you know uh, but we still you you know you require a lot of support from different um, you know big multinational companies or anybody you know uh, like uh, my dad sends me to barcelona every year so basically now my base station for tennis for training and everything is in uh, barcelona over there i train in an academy barcelona tennis academy and they're all the professional coaches there, um, my coaches there, they're all like from Switzerland, they're from France, and they're all like great coaches. And, uh, you know, uh, so in Pakistan, it's not possible to have that kind of training and then play at professional level. So this is the reason like my dad sends me out. So I don't think for now in Pakistan, it's not easy. It's not like it's not possible to play professional being in Pakistan. And where do you feel the improvements can be made? Is it at the government level or is it the private sector coming forward for more support? What can be done actually? I think, you know, uh, uh, the awareness needs to develop like at the school level first, you know, you hmm. see in our schools, I don't think there's a lot of culture for sports. And if it is, it's just one sport. Like people, like kids prefer playing cricket more football like like just like that in schools but uh, the racket sports i think they need to be uh, they need to be more in schools you know they need to make good uh, tennis courts or i don't know squash courts maybe or even swimming swimming is a very good sport as well you know 
these sports change you entirely like it's just not your it's it changes you internally as well i feel mentally and everything so they need to be at the school level first and obviously then at the provincial level they need to you know they need to support the uh, support the players a lot even uh, financially you know i mean uh, you know if you want to these sports are really expensive and not not many people can't afford it you know mm. the you can say even if somebody wants to come up with it and has a good talent but then they need money for it and unfortunately in pakistan this lacks you know the support for this financial support the government needs to support as well you know mm. it, it won't work like this it's not easy you know my, my dad can do it for me but there's a limit you know when you have to travel like uh, every month it's not easy you know when you have other siblings as well with you this is like i think uh, many these are the improvements like in in your schools and then the government needs to support a lot hmm so very interesting comment cuz i've lived 6 years in pakistan by the way as well so oh. middle class and or middle class and up upwards most of them go to obviously private schools so why aren't yeah. private schools introducing this thing into into their curriculum why is it being ignored cuz obviously the state government can only do it to the level of state schools so why isn't it being done at the private level um i feel usually you know in private schools uh they have extra curricular activities but they're not i don't feel they're healthy activities which they you know they prefer um they they have sports days just like once a year you see once a year they'll have some sports day or something but they would prefer you know things other than other extra curricular they will include anything uh, like you know paintings or um you know modeling and i don't know they have some you know uh, events that come up uh, rhymeon and something like that but they don't include sports they include uh, i think it's even because people here or the students here they don't enjoy you know being in any sports uh, they, they they prefer other things other than sports so i think this is the mindset as well you know people in pakistan the students in pakistan they have a different mindset you know mm. uh, i feel majority have this like other than they they prefer doing things which are other than sports because sports require a lot of stamina that this requires a lot of you know uh, commitment to it so i think uh, uh this lacks is uh the this lacks in students as well you know i feel hmm but then on the for easy goal easy life easy you know everything easy they don't have to run they don't have to you know i feel this is maybe this if if even if they have some sports uh, sh- uh you know even if they have like once a year in my school i can say but uh, the amount of par- participations i think they're really less if they have something else i think it's more than sports if if uh, then you know if they have any other um, activity going on they go- there's going to be more participations other than but not in sports so i don't know maybe it's uh, something with the mindset as well mm but then on the other hand you also see cricket fanatics as you mentioned it's a cricket crazy nation and then you see people oh, yeah. people playing on the streets so i guess i guess there are deeper factors than just not not playing sport as a cultural as a as a as a cultural nation like it's i don't think it's embedded in the culture i personally believe like i think there are more uh, deeper far fetching factors into into not uh, picking up tennis but why why hasn't any other sport do you think it's not succeeding because i i know in australia you've got these community courts and every i can go play tennis anywhere i like for free 
I just need some guys yeah. and I need a record and that's all. And I can buy a cheaper record. I don't really need to buy a Wilson yeah. record, an expensive yeah. one. So why isn't government building public spaces? Is it the, is it the lack of, again, again, I think it has to come from, from the people as well. Don't you think? Like the interest arises from people and you're saying that middle class is now picking up tennis. So why, again, the question comes back and I guess Imran Khan as a sports prime minister, you would expect and I was talking to Mahbub Khan a uh, few few months back, and he told and Sarah okay. Mahbub as well, and they told me the same thing. And they're like, as as a sports prime minister, we were expecting more for more to happen. So was it the same yeah. at at your end as well? And why hasn't it hasn't something happened yet? Definitely yes. Uh, I was obviously. I think whoever supported Imran Khan uh, was expecting a lot more than what's happening at the moment. But then you need to give him, you know, some space as well. You know. Like what, what our country is at the moment and what crisis, I don't think it's possible for him to, you know, look after sports at the moment. I think the country is uh, in, is like, it needs to, you know, the economy is falling badly and everything is like in shambles at the moment. So I think it's not his fault at the moment. You know, he needs to, he needs to, you know, uh, see the other more important things in the country at the moment. So I, I feel he's going to do it, but you know, nothing's going to change in a year or two time. It's going to take at least five, six, seven, eight years. Even it can take 10 years because it's like, a, you know, since this Pakistan was made, you know, since then everything has been like this, you know, so it's not going to go like this, like a year or two. Imran Khan needs to stay. And then when, once the country gets better, I think then he's going to focus more on sports, you know. I, I know we, I was expecting the same thing, but I still understand, you know, it's not easy for him as well. I mean, mm. I know like it's going to take some time. Uh, we can say this, yeah, obviously the government needs to help a lot, you know, but then you need to see as well, you know, how Pakistan is at the moment, but I'm really looking forward. I hope everything's going to get better with time. Sure. And obviously there are more challenges with, the pandemic happening at, at the time as well. Exactly. And how do you feel it has affected sports in general as well as tennis in particular in Pakistan? A lot, actually. Um, it is, um, you know, uh, one thing that uh, in people in Pakistan, you know, uh, you know, like the government has made some SOPs and if they would have been followed, like, you know, when in the beginning of this pandemic and everything, I don't think the situation would have been here at the, like it is now, you know, if everything was to be followed, you know, since the start. But now the situation here has gotten like, it's getting worse day by day, you see. And obviously sports has been, has been affected like, like crazy. You see, uh, PTF Pakistan Tennis Federation is closed since last two months. Months. and uh, then this Pakistan sports board two and a half months and you see wow. every every like all the sports places in Pakistan they're literally closed and it's not possible for to open them as well because the situation here in Pakistan at the moment is is crazy honestly speaking you know it's um uh, and obviously the then every every player has been affected badly me as well but the thing is that uh, whatever i can do maximum at home you can say or alone in a gym like uh, in uh, like a, i've got a personal gym here so whatever i can do my my best to stay fit you know until all this uh, this this comes to an end and then you know my my tournaments and my training starts again so obviously it's not easy but um, i'm trying to remain fit as much as i can 
and um, i'm trying to you know uh, so at least when uh, this pandemic is over and everything comes up like again so i'm at least fit enough to you know uh, start over and you know recover as soon as i can so i'm trying to do whatever i can hmm that's really good so tennis globally has been uh, applauded for its role in pushing pay parity in sports so female and males getting equal pays why hasn't pakistan yeah. followed the same yeah that's a big issue here as well you know mm. you see when uh, there are national tournaments here even though they're really less even nationals here uh, countable like in a whole year most probably there're going to be 30 tournaments maximum here and even in those tournaments you see uh, can you believe it like men's prize money is above a lakh here and mm. women's is going to be not more than 45000 50000 maximum it's not even half the prize money of men hmm. i mean they 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 uh, so the, so basically what uh, they they say is that you know women don't work as hard as men do what people in uh, the authorities or you can say the the administration of tennis in pakistan what they say they say that you know there are not a lot of women here and uh, they don't have to you know do the same what men have to do to get to the finals or win the tournaments and that's honestly not true you see uh, there may be less girls playing in pakistan but the ones who who training and who are doing it like i can take my example every day to train uh, to train every day 5 hours 6 hours 7 hours is not easy you see to put in hard work every day is not easy and then what i mean what people say in return that that really you know that really makes you sad you know and it's i don't i don't know why this what this happens you know they say this is they say they don't the girls don't do as much hard work as the uh, boys do and it that's totally wrong and even internationally you see in grand slams the the prize money for men's and women's uh, grand slam winners is almost like it's almost the same hmm. and pakistan is like i don't know it's not even half of it so it's basically this is what they say the hard work they don't do more hard work or they're not a lot of girls so if you if you're not going to you know if you don't give uh, the other girls if you don't tell them like you know they're going to have the same prize money as men and all so i think more girls are going to come up if if they know they're going to get something when they come to play tournaments or anything like that you know that they, they can travel from different cities to come and play a tournament but when they know that if they lose a round or a second round they won't get enough like they're going to spend even more coming here than earning you know mm. so how would they come up so how would you know how do you expect girls to come up and you know play tournaments here when they know that it's of no use to them mm. that's right and does it go back again goes back does it go back to school level like cuz cuz from my personal experience i noticed that a lot of uh a lot of the time there's more push for men's sport even at the school level whereas female female sports are ignored and could you do you see that actually actually uh, amplifies when it gets to the adult level um actually you're right it hap- it does happen you know if you tell somebody when uh, when i started playing you know uh people used to say you know look she's a girl and you used to say to my dad you know like you're making your girls you know be in tennis or be in sports or anything you know like that and all this and they used to you know basically first people you know they they laugh at you when they see you doing it when you were coming up or something like that they and they they consider you know they, they think it's a joke 
work and they don't know what it takes to get there you know i i know even in schools when i used to be like uh, 11 12 years old they used to think you know she just you know like normal people just playing tennis you know and they didn't know that how much hard work it takes to be what you want you know what i'm trying to be so exactly i think it's a, it's a problem in people's mentality here i i feel this is a big problem here you know the thing every you know um, again you know mentality and even i think it it starts basically from your homes you know but yeah. but your parents tell you what they teach you what's you know the right and wrongs here are you know debatable a lot debatable in pakistan but but the society thing is a thing this right what the society thinks is strong you know for everybody it's it's not right like that it's not it's not supposed to be like this but unfortunately it is you know girls playing sports here they people don't like it mm. uh, but i i feel it's very respectable to represent your country what's what can be absolutely. more than this you know absolutely when you're holding your pakistan color and you know you're 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 on a final of an i like an international tournament or you're winning an international tournament i mean i think that's the way you make your country proud and people need to you know i think this mentality needs to be changed mm-hmm. could it also be because there's no actual financial or monetary benefit that they could see so people aren't really encouraging their their daughters or their sisters to actually go into sports uh, uh money i don't i think yes this this can be a reason like for people obviously for the people in the middle class people who 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 basically play sports for the for you know uh, for an earning maybe you know if they you know basically uh, uh, you know to for the, so that you know they can they can have food to eat and people like obviously they yes they 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 usually play the sports for you know uh, to live you know those people for for them yes money is really important but uh, other than this i think you know this is this concept is in people's mind like you know that daughters should be in sports they, they should study be doctors engineers and all that you know stuff i think that this is still here and this is still here in pakistan i think people still think like that if you tell people like you know if she she's playing sports she's playing that or that they they consider it i don't know they consider it you know they say these people are you know modern or something like that they different you know i don't know this mentality is this needs really needs to change i feel because then the, you know this there's a point in life when you when you don't want to listen to people here you know hmm. right right yeah that's quite unfortunate and i i was speaking to a men's player in pakistan and he was he was telling me that basically most of the men's player are basically leading dual lives because they can't pursue tennis full time because obviously they have to pay their bills as well so they're working full time in the day they're taking their day offs and leaves and then going on to off to play tournaments is it the same in at the women's side as well uh women's side uh, as i told you like they're hardly like go, i i mean there they may be 30 40 players but you say you know people uh, who are good players they may be like 10 15 maximum in pakistan and uh, so basically uh, girls from the girl side uh, usually they are from a good family you can say you know like an uh, like a not a middle class like a, a bit better than middle class maybe middle class but you know for girl side i don't think it's like that because in like in pakistan uh, i don't think a middle class family would allow his girl to you know be in sport i don't think it's possible you know what i mean like uh, obviously people uh, you know uh, a bit people you can say who um, from an a good family or from a higher class they would prefer that 
like they were allowed their girls to play i think it's not like that for boys for yeah for boys yes it, it is like this in pakistan uh, as i said you know mostly boys from pakistan who play who are in sports are belong to middle class families and who who basically play the sport so that you know they can pay the bills of their houses they can have food to eat so from the boys side yes it is like this but for the girls no i don't think so right right and i know we've discussed a lot of serious serious issues and serious topics in tennis yeah. but i guess it's time to come calm the conversation yeah. and just just uh, tell us about a time about a memorable time when you uh, actually a memorable match in your career that you could recall yeah so i have uh, i've there are a lot but two of them there are two matches which uh, i think i'll never forget in my life so first one goes um i was around um 13 i think i was around 12 13 years old and i was uh, playing junior federation cup for pakistan in malaysia and okay. um i was playing the semi finals for pakistan and the match that i was playing like i would have won it uh, i pakistan could have been in the final and mm. that match was like i was uh, i was i was having six match points six match points uh, like in that match and it was a four hour match official time four hours and wow. having like six match points and i just lost that match wow. and you know it was like and that girl was like 3 4 years elder than elder like 3 years elder to me mm-hmm. and like i swear everybody like all the crowd there was so crazy and that match is unforgettable you know and i cried a lot after losing it obviously you know but that's just that match is like it doesn't just doesn't go out of my mind and that's just like you know you know six match points having two two match points in a row and you lose that match is just unfortunate that's right so where did you, did you think that it all it all went wrong was it you were really exhausted that you said it was a very long match or was it just just nerves that were actually getting to you it was nerves it yeah. was my mental aspect you see um i i was 12 at that time and you know i don't know i was maybe i was you know in a hurry to finish the match when i had the, those match points and the crucial points you know uh, i played obviously then i i feel there were nerves there were just you know obviously there were just uh, nerves coming up and uh, my mental aspect i think i was not so strong mentally you know to take that pressure after you know we had a match point you lose that match point and then you have another one then you lose it and then you have another one and then you lose it and then you think oh my god if i have an other one if i lose that as well what will happen you know that just comes up in my mind again and again so it was definitely my mentalist fact right and if we spin the question and ask you the same question but then ask you like what's the most memorable match that you've ever watched in tennis what match would that be between who um it was uh mm, the match uh, but before this question i would like to tell you another memorable match for me that was sure. a positive one sure so basically Absolutely. um this was an itf international tennis federation itf tournament i was playing in lebanon yep. and it was my first round there and it was against a turkish girl she was i think she was seated 3 in the tournament and her itf ranking was uh, in the top 500s in the world wow. so i was playing against her and i lost the for, uh, so basically i i went for three tournaments in a row i was in jordan first and there were two tournaments there and those were on the hard courts mm-hmm. and then i was in lebanon and that was on the clay court so you know i i just had one day to convert from hard to clay and the match at when i was playing that my first round i wasn't playing so well and i i lost the first set 
six love, six zero, and the second set I was five zero and forty love down, and that girl had three match points. And can you believe it? From there, I literally turned the whole match around, and I won the second set seven five, and that girl had seventeen match points. Like forty love, ke baad she had like forty uh, love, and then advantage, advantage again and again, and I won that set, and I won the final set like seven uh, five again. It was zero six. Seven five and seven five. That was a four and a half hour official time match, and wow. that is I just can't forget that ever. I mean, being six love and five love and forty love down, and I just won that match. So that's yeah. Wow, must have felt great. And what was different this time? Great. This time, I I you know uh, I knew that I I was supposed to win this match. You know, it was just my. mental side again uh, so basically i got older i got uh, mentally stronger you see so i i before the match started i knew that i would win because i because i, I was I, before in those previous two tournaments i reached the semi finals of the itfs i reached the quarter finals of the itfs so i was like you know in a good shape and i was coming up being in the semis and the, the quarters so i i felt that i could win this tournament or at least i could make it to the semis again and even the finals so i was really pumped up for it but then you know uh, sometimes when you're unable to play your game in the first set but i still knew till the end that i would win this and i was like Oh, it's gonna come. No, it's gonna come up. I'm gonna come up. I'm gonna win this. And my dad outside. My, so basically, my dad travels with me usually, or my coach. So he was sitting outside, and he being a fighter pilot, he never lost hope ever. So he was also he knew that I would win it, and he was just pumping me up, pumping me up. And I was like, no, I have to win it. I have to win it for my dad now. So I just you know pumped up myself and. Here it goes. This is amazing. I must have self belief is a great thing to have in sport or any any other thing. So um, yeah. So tell us if you look at a player who's mentally strong and everything, who would who's your favorite player from men and women's side uh, both? From men's side, it's Nadal. Yeah. Nadal, Rafael Nadal, and the reason behind is he's a lefty and I'm also a lefty. I I'm a lefty. Right. And, I'm a lefty too. Uh, okay. <laughs> So that's the great. So basically, you know, and I feel my game style because I've been developed on red clay in Barcelona. You see, yeah. so my game style is uh, is very much like Nadal. Usually, people used to say this is a this is the lady Nadal coming up. You see, so yeah. my game style was is a lot like Nadal, and I feel uh, obviously that's an injury prone. He's very injury prone as well, and uh, me too. Like. I get injuries a lot as well, but uh, I feel that um, his men- his mental level. I don't think um, anybody I've seen anybody other than him so mentally strong. In in like I've never seen anybody on the tour like him. He's really strong, you know. You see, uh, he never gets angry. I've never seen him angry on the court. I've never seen him breaking a racket even out of frustration. I've ne- I've never seen him being frustrated on the court. You see, and it's not easy, you know, um, to be calm always. You know, even if you Feel like doing something, and you control yourself. You're you're like tolerant enough. So I think um, that his mental aspect really inspires me, and and I really like I really want to be like him in that aspect. He's very strong and he's very calm. Absolutely, they say it's never yeah. match is never over when when Nadal when Nadal is playing. So yeah, so that no, absolutely, uh, exactly. totally agree with you. What about what about the female player? Who's your favorite? Serena Serena Williams all the time. Yeah, you know I guessed both. I when you told me. About that mental yeah. aspect, I guess both. So, uh, so yeah, oh. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so I think I, I have a crystal ball, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, just before, no, it was a very great, very great conversation, Mahin. Probably one of my best yeah. video interviews. I thoroughly enjoyed it, yeah. and I was, I was, I was so attentive. And uh, 
again, just before we wrap up as well, because obviously we showed yeah, up yeah. one last question, like what would your advice be to aspiring female tennis players in Pakistan, especially the young ones who are coming now? What yeah. what could they do differently? And again, what, what, what can they do realistically to achieve more in tennis? Okay, so firstly, I would honestly want like uh, parents or, you know, people in Pakistan to encourage their their children to be in any sport firstly i would like them to you know be in any sport they like their children like even boys or girls and they need to you know break that break this concept of girls not being in sports okay it's perfectly fine girls being in sports because it's a very respectable uh, it's a very respectable uh, you can say a career very respectable career okay there's mm. nothing wrong in being in sports um, it's a, it changes you you become stronger what what else do you want you know you know you be, you be stronger you can you, you're going to be you're you're able to you know uh, come come across anything what happens in life you know even in personal life you can you can take anything you know the sports make you so tolerant so so uh, you know so strong as well physically obviously it makes you strong mentally it makes you strong it doesn't let you go in you know depressions and all i i feel this keeps you going you know so let, let your children choose any sport they like and please keep them away from mobile phones honestly this is one thing which is which you know is breaking our nation i think you know being on phones or you know all this stuff it's it's i i feel this is one reason why children don't want to be in sports as well you know it's easy to have a phone in your hands and just play games and everything so i think this culture needs to break this phone culture and uh, encourage your children to be in any sport they like and racket i i would prefer racket sport a lot because i play it mm-hmm. but um, any sport they like and in tennis uh, obviously pakistan is is still a developing country it's coming up but um, uh, soon inshallah i i feel our prime minister uh, he's a he's a great human being and i know i know that uh, within 5 years 6 years time i hope he's going to do a lot for sports as well you know for tennis or for any other sport so they should come up uh, the youngsters should should come up they should choose any sport they like and uh, uh, tennis hopefully it's going to be it's going to get better we're going to have a proper you know tennis academies here proper coaching from outside you know uh foreigner uh, fitness coaches mental coaches so i think it's going to develop really well in future inshallah so i think tennis should be a good option for many people in pakistan right that's a great advice and great words there so my again mahin it was very nice talking yeah. to you we wish you all the best Thank in you. your career and hope you have many more Thank victories you. many more feats and thank again so again good luck thanks again for your time no worries thank you so much we'll talk again i really enjoyed it honestly thank you thank you thank you thank you for tuning into the sportages podcast don't forget to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram